Um, I'm doing good, you know, AFC Championship week, ready to go. How's the ankle? It's doing good, you know, I've had a few days of treatment, a few days of rehab. Uh, excited to get on the practice field and kind of test it out uh, and uh, see where I'm at, but uh, it's feeling good so far. Patrick Mahomes' voice continues to baffle me. Yep. It's just one of the most unique voices I've ever heard. He always sounds like he either needs to clear his throat or like he's his, his throat is sore or something. It sounds like if Andrew Luck was 17 and so happy. Is how I think of it. Younger, happier yeah. Andrew Luck. I mean, I can't do either one. It's like an impossible to recreate tone. Maybe not for a really good impression, but I can't do it. But like, remember how Luck was just sort of, yeah, you know, uh, like, you know, just like that sort of like monotone kind of like. They're, they're, yeah. It's all Kermit the Froggy. Right. Kinda. Yeah. Super Froggy. So like you take that, turn it up a, a, like a whatever, an octave and like so happy so much because you know he's so great. Do you remember Froggy from Little Rascals? No. The kid character? No, I don't remember Froggy. Darius, you're my age. Locke, you saw the, the Disney Little Rascals back in the day. You remember Froggy? And I talked like this. It's like, my sister was in town, and I put a frog in her boot. You don't remember him at all? No. It's, it's nothing but alfalfa and spanky to me. I can't, I, I, the details are so funny. Sleep on buckwheat. A little bit of Froggy in there froggy. somewhere. Ryan, do you have any file at all on the Little Rascals? or Because they were... I mean, our gang, I think, was the original version or something. Little Rascal spawned from that. I could have the origin story wrong. Mm-hmm. But this is like when my dad was a kid. And then they survived yeah. decades in various capacities. They're on Nickelodeon doing reruns. But, right, but the, the actual movie that came out when I was like five with Reba McIntyre, the big swerve at the end is that they these, these uh, boys are in the all-boys club and they don't let any girls in and they're the He-Man woman haters or whatever. Uh, which that wouldn't go over in a movie today, I don't think. Why not? Well, yep. it's just a, you wouldn't do that. That yep. would be a bad movie. Shouldn't I would do that. Say. You shouldn't do that. And uh, so they are obsessed with this driver named A.J. Ferguson. This is their favorite driver, but they're always wearing a helmet. And So there's a big uh, go-kart race at the end of the movie, and they get to meet A.J. Ferguson. And A.J. Ferguson takes off the helmet, and it's Reba McIntyre. It's Reba McIntyre. Female A.J. Ferguson. Uh, and Donald Trump. Is like someone's dad in that movie, and he has like two Is lines, that right? I think. Yeah. What a career arc he's had, by the way, that guy. That's when he was doing little guest roles, like Home Alone 2, right? He did these little Somewhere tiny roles. Somewhere between yeah. WWE wrestling and Home Alone, <laughs> I think he recorded his Little Rascals. The show called Little Rascals. Okay, Alfalfa is very weak. We did super well there, okay? I'm going to do a, a go-kart race at the very end. We're probably going to win it. Let's be real here. Excuse me. Excuse me, Buckwheat. You're very nasty. You're very nasty. You can just say whatever you want. Uh, but anyway, uh, great film. Great. I, great film. Great. One of the, the best films of my childhood. A film. No, no, no. When you're a kid, Little Rascals, All right. Bangarang Peter. I'm going to guess the whole point of this, okay. Ryan's no file on Little Rascals. Zippy. Like even who they are in general. I think he's probably heard the, the name Little Rascals. I think he would have an idea of what it is. It's a lock he hasn't seen the movie. Lock. It's, it's a lock. He couldn't name characters or tell me, you know, Alfalfa and what what his uh, story arc was. Nothing. So I would bet that he's heard the reference and thinks it's something completely different. Does that make okay. sense? So like his parents are like, you kid, you and you kids are like a bunch of little rascals, and he's like, huh, yeah. And it's but he doesn't understand that it's based on something. Right. He thinks it's like a group of of actual hooligans or something. All right, Darius, you know what to do. Here we go. 
Ryan, little rascals, what do you got? This is what I got for you guys. I First off, I have zero idea mm-hmm. what Little Rascals is. I've never seen it. I have no interest seeing wow. it. I was more of a Power Rangers guy myself. Well, that was my Slightly generation. different genres, I would say. Different things. Little, you could be both. I was a big Power Rangers guy yeah. myself. Well, we claim that in Gen Z. But if I were to guess Little Rascals, this is what I would think. It's four puppets. Four sort of Muppet type of deals. And they're just... The little rascals. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they're, 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 they're just, just the little rascals. Yeah. Up. The best thing about Ryan explaining something to you is it's almost like using the same word as the definition. You know Circular what definition. Like, yeah. What, what does thorough mean? Thorough is um, when you thoroughly. Let's see. You you do it you know, all the way through. It's thorough. It's it's thorough. <laughs> little rascals is little rascals, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, Ryan explains it all. He's explained it. Thank you. That's how we play. Ryan explains it all on Grant and Danny. So let's talk conference championship games on a neutral site. We dodged the proverbial bullet this time around. Bengals shellack the Bills. Buffalo loses. Kansas City and Buffalo will not be playing in Atlanta as they were supposed to on Sunday because the Bengals are on the road at Arrowhead Stadium. But make no mistake about it. Based on 50,000 tickets being sold in under 24 hours, the league, which already had interest in this, is going to have more interest. Now, someone would say, well, they would sell out the stadium anyway, so what's the difference? The difference is, number one, demand and the uniqueness of it, not unlike a game in London or in Germany or what have you, making for an environment where you're able to have more demand probably than you even would if there was just a championship game in a city where there's routinely a championship game, a la Kansas City. Yep. Now, there have been three Cities where the AFC Championship has been held in 12 years, as an example. So at some point in, in eras like this one where teams get dominant, you go, all right, I went to the last two. Am I going to spend the 400 bucks this time, or am I going to sit it out? Very, very different if you have a traveling road show year in and year out where the championship game is. Not to mention, I know you're not a wrestling guy. I'm not really either at this point in my life. But I do know that WrestleMania every year is still... Like the convention, essentially, uh-huh. where all the marks get together and hang out and high-five about the glory days. They tell you where the event's going to be months out, and people book hotels, and they go there, and it's vacation, and they're eating and drinking for nights, and they go to a bunch of events surrounding WrestleMania. The NFL could do something exactly like that for the conference championship games, Danny. It could be almost like a mini Super Bowl, where you know where it's going to be for months, if you are local to that area, it doesn't mean you have to be a Chiefs fan or a Bills fan. You can just get your ticket or you can go to one of the events where they've got a panel of players talking uh-huh. about something, where they've got concerts, uh, some rapper I've never heard of or, or um, you know, pop singer I've never heard of that Ryan, played at Ryan's prom could be there performing on Thursday. And then someone who's actually good from our era could be there on Friday. And then someone who's even better from our parents' era. Could be there on Saturday. Like you could do a Super Bowl thing, yep. and they're going to want to do that. Oh, it's happening. the The Atlanta ticket buying, where they, as Joe Burrow famously said, "Hope you got to issue those refunds." That basically told them, "Yep, this is a go." So much comes up from the college games that goes to the pros in terms of concepts, design, offense, what these kids grew up doing, and when they become pros, it's only natural they would run some of these same systems and schemes, and you know the game evolves both up and down. Well, the college game has this mastered. The college game has the pageantry before it had the substance, right? The college game basically made its bones where you get two mediocre teams, you get a sponsor, 
You get everybody gets like a a, a Game Boy and a, and a jar of mayonnaise when they go to the mayonnaise bowl in the middle of uh of, you know nowhere North Dakota. Ta da! We got something. We got money. We got sponsors. We got the whole deal. The NFL hasn't adopted that yet. That's coming. The formula of the rotating major bowls, right? Of the four major bowls. Let's just say you know you, you know which ones they are. The semifinal games being this bowl, semi, second semifinal game is this bowl, and then the championship is this one, the national championship game, and you rotate the sites, that's coming for professional football. It's an untapped resource in terms of making money, and it's a bummer because I, you know, the thing I argue, and the, the reason I think the NFL is number one besides, there's a lot of reasons actually, but the biggest reason to me that they figured out why their weekly ratings are so substantial is their regular seasons matter so much. The other sports are lacking in this regard, where they can't figure out how to make people tune in on Wednesday night or you know, for all 82 games for an NBA season, a hockey season. Baseball certainly suffered from this. Football is a weekly appointment, whether it's your fantasy team, whether it's gambling, whether the fact that it is only once a week where these games happen. They're so critical. It's You're basically playing 6-7% of your season every time you take the field. You get these kinds of must-see type events. The pageantry part of this thing, the NFL hasn't really done. The Super Bowl they have, they figured that out. Now it's going to expand to the conference championship games. I believe this is inevitable. I think within five years, you're going to see it. I I think it's going to happen, too. I I hate it, for the record. I wouldn't do it, and I'll make that case why in next segment. But it's going to happen because it will be viewed by the owners as the next way to grow the game, I think. In the same way that they view what they do in London and Germany and and Mexico as global growth, right? International evolution of football. I think nationally they will view this as the next frontier, perhaps. Reading from Pro Football Talk and Mike Florio this week. Within the league office, the interest in neutral site title games has become very real. The NFL envies the atmosphere of major college bowl games where a 50-50 mix of fans are decked out in team colors. It's the one thing about college football that pro football does not fully replicate. By the way, in the press release sent out suggesting that they'd already sold the 50,000 tickets, the league was basically saying, you're sitting on this side of the stadium or that side of the stadium based on who you're rooting for. So they were trying to do the, that half the stadium is white and purple for TCU, Mm -hmm. this half is orange for Georgia. The Super Bowl, which has been played at a neutral site from its inception, the last two Super Bowls, obviously, were played in a stadium with one of the two teams playing, just coincidentally after that had never happened before, lacks the same vibe as a major college bowl game. The crowd itself at a Super Bowl is often too neutral. Many who attend a Super Bowl do so for the experience and because they can afford it. Also for the fans of the teams that qualify two weeks before kickoff is too late to score tickets other than the limited amount made available to each franchise. I just think that the the train is now rip-roaring down the tracks. And whether we liked it or not, what happened with DeMar Hamlin was their way of kind of crowbarring this in as a look-see, just as a little Mm. trial balloon. This this was their canary in the coal mine to see how it went. And they didn't get to have the game, so they didn't get to claim the victory they wanted because think about it. Chiefs, Bills, best game of the calendar year last year. Can you imagine if those two teams played – in Atlanta, it was 47-44, game of the year, atmospheres bonkers. I mean, the league would have been doing cartwheels. Cartwheels, spin kicks. They would have been signing deals with L.A. and, and Indianapolis to, to host the games next year 24 hours after it ended. They didn't get that. They wanted to probably, but mm-hmm. they didn't. But what they did was they can now go to the – they need 24 owners to sign off on this. And they can say, 
look at the demand for this thing. Look how fast we sold 50,000 tickets. We can do bidding. We can award it to different sites and announce it just like we're announcing the Super Bowl. It's it's a no-brainer for them. And it's I lament it because teams have earned it. Right, you you go through the buzzsaw, the grind of a regular season. You have an unbelievable year. You deserve to have that game in your building, so, and your fans do more than anything else. But that money is going to be too good to turn down. They're doing it. Would you guys enjoy seeing a neutral site conference championship game? Do you think that's a good idea? Let's hit the phones on this next at eight hundred six three six one zero six seven on Grant and Danny on the fan.